Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Okay, I just have to mention a couple different things. First of all, depending on your age, you're either gonna get the Miley Cyrus version or the Stevie Nicks version of my voice because it is, tis the season for weather changes. So I just have to get that out of the way. It's mountain cedar season, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yes. But speaking of the other season, it is the season that you're supposed to have your plan ready for 2024. Now, if you don't, we are not here to shame you because unfortunately, a lot of people don't do this until January 15th. So happy new year, whether you're about to cross the new year or you're on the other side when you're watching this podcast, because this one is for you. Today, we are talking about how to write an amazing marketing plan. And honestly, it needs to say effective marketing plan, sustainable marketing plan, reasonable marketing plan. I think like there's a whole bunch of other adjectives we could throw in there. All the, all the smart goal things yes. apply to your marketing plan. Yes, exactly. And for you guys out there, whether you are business to consumer or business to business model or even nonprofit, this applies to all of you because these are fundamentals on how to make sure that you are driving results. So let's go ahead and dive in. Now, the other thing I guess I want to say is that for our audience, we're really saying, we're answering some questions as in, if you want to know why your social media is not working, if you want to know why your digital campaigns are not giving you quality leads, if you want to know why your sales leads are ghosting you, we're going to answer what's happening and why today. So we can skin this cat a couple different ways. We can. Why don't we talk about the number one mistake people make when it comes to effectiveness? And I think this really comes down to tactics versus strategy. Ah, oh, thank you, right? Like we were talking off camera and I loved your metaphor um, because we are gonna be talking about a journey, going on a journey, which is what a marketing plan is because you're aligning with the buyer's journey and so we decided to play around with this and you had a great one about um, snow chains. I'm not gonna steal it from you, I'm gonna sure. let you do that so one. So when people skip strategy and tactics, uh, strategy and psychology and jump straight to tactics, they run into problems. And if you were going on a road trip and you decided the most important thing was I need snow chains on my tires, before you figure out if you're going to the mountains or the beach, that's yes. putting tactics before strategy. Just because all your friends in Maine need snow tires and they snow chains and they get a great deal on them and you think everybody's doing it i need to do it not necessarily your strategy yes. has to come first you have to know where you're going before you decide the things you're going to need along the way exactly and just to make sure that we're getting semantics really clear for you guys this is what it sounds like hey guys should we do youtube this year or maybe we should add on TikTok, or maybe we should be doing more content on linkedin or wow our webinars coming back maybe we should do a webinar funnel or maybe we need to sign up for this software i hear hubspot is great those are examples of putting tactics in front of strategy and so there's no telling if it's the right or wrong thing for you so step number one if we're going on a journey the very first thing that we want to focus on is you got to know where are you starting and where's your destination and how are you going to get there so you guys it's a map right where are you now and where is the goal, the specific goal? This is quantified. It also might have some subjective milestones, like progress milestones. But anytime you're entering something into your GPS when you're heading out a trip, where are you now and where are you gonna get to? 
And on top of that, if you think about your GPS, it even asks, are you walking? Are you taking a bus? Are you taking a train? Are you taking a car? And marketing is similar. Now, when we think about the mode of transportation, I'm talking about what problems are you trying to solve and what are the proper mechanics on how to get there, right? So any thoughts about you know how people should dive into their goals and their destination and their data about how to figure out how to get to their destination? I like to say when it comes to marketing map, the map shows you the gap. So you have to know where you are now and where you want to end up. And for some companies, they want to double their revenue in one year. That is an aggressive goal. That is a long journey. And if they make that their goal without understanding all the things they're going to need to accomplish that, they're going to run into trouble. So when you're thinking about your goals and looking at the data to show you where you are and how far you have to go to reach those goals, make sure you're using accurate data. So not wishful thinking data about what your revenue looks like right now, but what it actually looks like you need to be breaking down how much is recurring revenue? What's the profitability of your revenue, which tells you a lot about how much you can afford to reinvest in your marketing? Are you churning clients? Is that going to impact your ability to hit those goals? Because no matter how many new clients you bring in, if the same number are going out the back door, you're not going to hit the revenue goals that you have set. Absolutely. You know, the other thing is I want people to dive into the other data, the data that maybe CEOs or CFOs don't love to look at because it doesn't have meaning, but it gives context for what is the geography that you're in. So here's what I mean. What is the website traffic that you're getting? How many people are actually reading things and what pages are they going to? How many followers do you have on your key platforms? How long are your actual sales cycles? What are your win-loss ratios inside of your sales pipeline, like literally get a very clear perspective of we are here right now. And that is not only a revenue number. I love it when there's also a profit number, but you're exactly right. How does our revenue break down? But then look at the other data because it's very informative around, well, this is the landscape that you find yourself in, and these are the numbers that helped create that pipeline for you. And there can be some pretty amazing insights for people when they actually see just a few key metrics laid out where they're like, oh, this is where we're at, and is it enough? Is you know, And do we need more of any of these specific things in order to accomplish that outcome? Exactly, because when you're not looking high up enough in the funnel and just looking at, are we getting sales qualified leads right now? Those don't come from nowhere. They come from somewhere, and they come from a lot of different places. And if you don't understand where those places are, you don't have a clear understanding of your map. Yeah, that's right. You know, and that's the other thing is this leads into the five whys, the whys behind the data. Daisy brought up a great example of, oh, we don't have enough sales qualified leads. Why? Is it that there's you're not doing enough? Is it that the leads that are coming in are not qualified? Is it that they're not responding to your message? But no matter what your first answer is, then ask another why, and then ask another one, and then just keep going because sometimes it's only three layers down, sometimes it really is the full five whys down, but there's the problem to solve, and now you're really starting to align those mile markers, you know, in regards to your map of, oh, these are the things that help us know that we're making progress towards that goal because these are the real barriers or the real hurdles that we're gonna have to cross on our journey. 
And don't be afraid to ask all the why questions. Why are things not working? It's not a blame game. It's getting to the root cause of a problem so it can be fixed. Because if you're afraid to ask why is this not working, you're never going to find the right answer. You're just going to try different tactics and hope that something's going to work. Bravo. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that one up. Okay, so we have our starting location. We have our destination. We are starting to figure out what car or mode of transportation we're going to take on. So the next thing we need to figure out is which route, right? Because it doesn't matter whether you're walking or driving or flying. You can go different ways to get to the same destination. Some of them are efficient, some of them are not. And so how, what tools do we use in marketing to help people identify the right route? The first thing you need to understand is what is your competition doing? Honestly, if you don't understand that, you don't know where the traffic jams are. For example, if your competitors are bidding on all the best keywords and they're spending, 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 you're never going to get through that way. So just make it a point to give up on the losing situations as fast as possible. So start with knowing where you can't win and then look at where you can and you can use keyword research tools you can use tools to look at share a voice where you have the opportunity to go in front of your buyers it's always about the the fastest and most effective route is go where your buyers go because if yes. you're taking a circuitous route and hoping that people will somehow hear of you through a party of the third party of it's not going to work you need to go directly to your buyers whenever you can and you also need to understand sometimes you need to take the toll road. So if there's a faster way to get to what you want, you have aggressive revenue goals, be prepared to spend more to do the things that are going to work the fastest. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to that tactic thing, right? Like, oh, I wonder if they'll like this. I wonder if they'll like this. I wonder if they'll like this. And really, all you had to do was just drive in a straight line. And that's what happens when it's tactics versus you just spend so much time, money, and attention on things that if you would have done strategic crucial thinking, you would have realized your buyers don't go there. So if your buyers are not on TikTok, you don't need to be on TikTok and you don't even have to think about it. So that's when we're talking about go where your buyers go. That is decision making criteria. Who do you sell to? Who did you build your company to serve? And then ask yourself and your team, based on what you know about your market, are they there? Where do they go for information? And there's the foundation of your future marketing plan, and there's the route. And when you think of marketing as a journey, you mentioned before the buyer journey and the marketing and sales journey, those need to align. So map the whole thing, every single step that your buyers are going to take along that journey, you need to be right there with them. And remember, if they're on a journey, you want to be with them when they're planning the trip, not waiting till they're on the road and hoping to intercept them on the, you know, right close to their destination. You want to be there early. And that's why we focus on marketing and marketing qualified leads and not just sales qualified leads. That's such a great point, you know, because so often I think it feels overwhelming for companies to go what do they want? You know, what, what should we be doing? What should we be saying? Right. And you get stuck in the question versus if you calm down and think about what you know, which is mapping the steps that actually happen in a sales cycle, you can say, okay, how are we selling and what exactly, like you said, what are the exact steps? But then you can map the question of what do your buyers need in order to make a decision? And here's the thing, you guys, 
If you simply sit down in front of a whiteboard for a good 60 to 90 minutes, you know, you just have to write it down. If you start thinking, well, what are the common problems in their environment that make them decide they want to solve this problem? Okay, well, what are the questions they're asking themselves or asking Google as an example, or asking the referrers that refer to you, what are they asking? Okay, when they do get on a call, what do they need? What are you showing them? How are you building trust? And you can go around the full buyer's journey by mapping and connecting how do you sell, what are the commonalities between your sales process, and what does that tell you about how your buyers make decisions? And this is how you can find out why are we doing that? Nobody ever looks at our case studies or nobody ever looks at that page on our website or people never ask that question. Why are we focusing so much on that? You know, so when we're talking about sales mapping and really thinking through this process, it's about thinking through what are those mile markers? What are those predictable places that are showing that a buyer is progressing towards a sale? And so there's that metaphor. All right, what have we got next? I think you need to be thinking about distance when it comes to your journey. And there are two ways to think about it. How can you make it the shortest distance between two points? And how can you go the distance? So both of these come down to the same thing. You have to be ruthless about prioritizing. You cannot do all the things. You can't stop and look at all the historical markers along the way and, oh, I think we should, you know, put an extra day into our journey here. You need to be focused on getting where you're going and doing that very effectively. And with marketing, it comes down to understanding what's going to give you the quickest wins, what's going to have the biggest impact, what's going to give you the most consistent growth over time, and what should you absolutely stop doing. Yeah. You know, and this one, I, I want to acknowledge for people out there that this one really is difficult, you guys, and we get it. You know, when I think about our own marketing, you know, we're following this process, of course, and then when it gets down to prioritization, I go... I am orienting towards the ones that are right in front of me where I feel emotional pain around something or a problem that I come across day to day, right? So fixing a sales deck or fixing something that's happening in our workshops and like how do we build something when we're face to face with a person that makes um, the education process for our clients easier or simpler because it's emotional to me. Is that actually the thing that should be prioritized? They'll have the biggest impact on our goals? Not always, mm. you know, and it can be really difficult to be like, yeah, but I want to work on this thing over here. But the email campaigns that I almost never see are the ones that are really a make or break initiative. And it's like, oh, okay, those go first and proper attention needs to be given to that and open accountability. Like, no, you know, why are you working on that? The team needs to be focused on this. And that's, it's, it's a real challenge. I think it's something that people zoom by way too much because you can't prioritize once. You have to maintain that all year long. Yes, and it is easy to focus on what is frustrating me right now versus what is frustrating my buyers. Guess which one's going to make you more money? Yeah. Remove the frustration from the buyer journey and then with all the extra time you have now that things are working, you can focus on fixing the, the things that bother you about the marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and this is about going back to the goals and the priorities as well. So, you know, when you first set those goals in the very beginning, 
you have to go back to them. And so it's about matching up. It's this virtuous circle, right? That each time you put something in place for your journey, that you are making sure that you are aligning all the way across. Because especially once you get into execution, it can be very, very tempting to start going that circuitous route, but it's not necessarily the most effective or the right thing to do. So beware of sightseeing maybe is how we could frame that. Yes. Okay, so the next one though, fuel. You gotta put gas in the car. You wanna know what the gas is for your marketing? Who is doing the things and how much does it cost? Right, so we see underinvestment, which is oh, putting a quarter tank of gas, you know, or digging for quarters like I used to do in college out of your, you know, seat cushions, and thinking it's gonna get you a 400 mile journey. Absolutely not, right? And so, really making sure that you are mapping the money to the problems and goals that you have identified in this process, and then identifying who is responsible for this. So, tracking outcomes and budget and progress and that's the that those three that trifecta is so critical to make sure that they're aligned because we've talked about this in other episodes with budgeting is we will see people actually get clear on their strategy and then spend on the same things they've always spent on and they didn't align the money portion at all and didn't think through that yes and that fuel obviously money also time and attention so if you have a journey in front of you that there is no way you can actually focus on the road, you're gonna crash. You need to make sure that you have enough caffeine or whatever it is you do, roll the windows down to keep yourself awake on the journey too. Yeah, absolutely. Your ATM, your attention, your time, and your money. Exactly. Absolutely. By this point, you guys have figured out that both Daisy and I are chief marketing officers, but what you might not realize is there's a whole team of us at the Marketing Blender, and we also have outsourced marketing teams. So if you're curious about how we break revenue plateaus, how we untangle sticky messaging, and how we make sure to drive exciting return on investment and profitable growth, Check us out at themarketingblender.com, but it's not just for mid-market companies. We've also figured out how to scale it down for small businesses too. The Marketing Blender Lab is our program just for small businesses looking to hit their first million in revenue. You still get to work with a real chief marketing officer, and we use the same structures and systems that work to grow big businesses to help you meet and exceed your goals. So again, if you're interested, check out themarketingblender.com. See you there. Okay, so that, I guess, if we we're gonna stick to our metaphor, the fuel's the money, the driver is the person, so we might have multiple drivers at different portions of the destination. And then the final component is what we were just talking about, which is that measurement, you know, and making sure you're checking your gauges, checking your fuel, checking the progress, what we just talked about. Because when you're on a journey, you are looking at those gauges and you're going back to the tank. You're going back, you might be swapping out drivers in order to go the distance. And so make sure that you are paying attention. So sticking with that. And then the other one, when you get to the end of your journey, you know, like, let's say you're going to visit family or something you haven't seen or friends you haven't seen in forever. What do you do? You celebrate. Yes. Celebrate that you made it. Don't just go, oh, next, next, next. You actually made it to a destination. It's worthy of noting that and congratulating everybody that helped get there. Absolutely. And actually, that's something you should do at every rest stop along the way. Don't wait till you've accomplished every single marketing goal because you will never accomplish every single marketing goal that you have, even on the, in the best laid and best fueled plan. 
So take time to celebrate every milestone. Absolutely. So you guys, thank you so much. We hope this was a fun and helpful way. We are going to link a whole bunch of templates and notes in the bottom. And also for any of you guys that want and need to get your team aligned around this, especially if you're a business to business company, because complex selling environments make this process a little more complex because there's just layers to it. Check out Corporate Caffeine. You can find it on Amazon. The Audible version will be live in 2024 as well. And it's about how to line your sales and marketing. And literally what we talked about, this gives you a how-to step-by-step. But most importantly, we just love you guys. We thank you so much for your support and for the fact that we can keep doing this. And the best way you can do that hit that subscribe button and also make comments so that we know how to better serve you. Let us know what kind of content you would like to hear and how we can help you achieve your goals. All right, you guys have an amazing 2024 onward and upward.